0: Hey, welcome to The Resolve Podcast, episode number 44. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal-setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year and to feel supported every day along the way. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I love, <laughs> very passionate about, and something that I wanted to have someone come on the podcast to discuss for a very long time, and I finally found someone who I think is the perfect guest. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. We're going to be diving into reading, which is one of my favorite topics, something I absolutely love. I came across Grace on Bookstagram at Grace's Reading Nook. She has such a great page, shares so many great books, so many new books, stuff that's continually coming out, and she has so much insight. Site. And we have a very similar background, and so it's so fun to dive into reading and talk about everything related to that in today's episode. So today's interview is with Grace Schulstad. She's from Portland, Maine, and has lived in Maine her whole life. At her 9 to 5, she's a content training specialist in the tech software industry and creates video and e-learning courses to help train customers. She lives with her boyfriend and cat, and when she's not reading, she enjoys trying new restaurants in the growing Portland food scene, spending time with family and friends, and staying active by running and cycling. We dive into reading and so much more on the podcast today, and without further ado, I hope you enjoy this interview with Grace of At Grace's Reading Note. Grace, thank you so much for coming to share on the podcast today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay. To get started, can you share a little bit about yourself and what led to the love of reading that you have?
1: Yes. So... I honestly have been a reader for as long as I can remember. Whenever they ask, what hobbies do you have? Like as early as elementary school, it was always reading. As soon as I could read, I feel like I started. So (laughs) it's always been a hobby, but I feel as you get older, like college age and then post college, trying to find a job and starting in the workforce, I just lost my love of reading a little Mm. bit just with how busy life gets. So I think when COVID hit and it forced us to slow down a little bit and maybe go back to some of the hobbies that we used to have when we were kids or even younger. That's when I found it again. So it just started like late 2020, early 2021. I was like, let me get back into some books I've had on my bookshelf for literally years now, but just haven't had a time or a chance to pick up. So that's when I started back up and I set a goal of 2021 to read 12 books. And then I found this Instagram community and then just couldn't stop reading. (laughs) So that's what led me to where I am now. But I think I've always been a reader and just really enjoyed it.
0: Reading's always been one of those things that I said too. When people are like, "What are your hobbies? What do you like to do?" and it's not the most adventurous.
1: I know Um, you always always felt that
0: too. People kind of give you like the side eye.
1: They're like, "Okay, so you're like a nerd a little bit, right?" (laughs) No, but like just try it. I swear it's fun.
0: (laughs) It is. It's so much fun. So we're gonna dive into a lot of the things you mentioned. But first, can you share a little bit more about what genres you like to read, how fast you read, what types of books, that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. So when I first started again, and I guess like when I would read a little bit in college and when I first started again in 2021, it was all mysteries and thrillers. And I mm-hmm. have to say like, it's a great place to start reading. Yeah. I feel like if you are not a reader, I always recommend like a thriller or a mystery to my friends because I feel like it sucks you right in. Mm-hmm. So those are still some of my favorites. If i am ever in like a slump and I need something to get me right back into reading. I would say definitely a mystery thriller, but I really read everything. I love historical fiction, content contemporary fiction, just general fiction, romance. Across the board, if a blurb about a book sounds interesting to me, I'm probably just going to get it. But I mostly read physical books. I don't have an e-reader or I don't listen to audiobooks and nothing against that. I think that's awesome. I just, I think I like holding a physical book. Mm -hmm. I've always been that way. I wish I liked audiobooks because my shelves are just completely stuffed but physical books. And then I really just read one book at a time. Again, like I feel like I would get confused if I (laughs) read multiple books going once. I know so many people do though. I don't know how they do it. So really just like a physical book at a time. And I try to read a book a week or so. That's the pace I'm at. If a book is really great, I can read faster, but I don't force myself to read if I'm not in the mood to.
0: Yeah. And I think that even that helps so much when you're not forcing yourself to do the thing you think you should do, especially when it's supposed to be for fun.
1: Exactly. I feel like a lot of people set like unrealistic goals sometimes. Oh, I have to hit this reading goal this month. And you totally don't have to. It's still just a hobby. It's still just for fun, but holding yourself accountable a little bit. I try to read like a book a week, just making sure I'm doing the things I love, but not forcing myself to. it.
0: Yeah. That's so great. So you mentioned kind of life getting busy, which I think We all have some experience with. So how do you make time to read in the midst of your life? Because I assume post-COVID, it really hasn't slowed down all that much.
1: No, it hasn't. I think it's about finding little pockets in your day where you could pick up your phone or you could just put on a show and instead just being intentional about it and just saying, nope, I'm going to read. 20 pages. I'm just going to read for 20 minutes. I know a lot of people do this. I don't, but I've heard it's really helpful. Like even setting a timer, Mm. just being like, okay, 20 minutes, that's all I'm going to read for. And you might just want to read for a little bit longer. That's great. But I think just being intentional about, instead of picking up your phone, pick up your book. If I have a really busy day, like back-to-back meetings with work, sometimes you do get those nice little like brief 20 minute pockets here and there. And instead of picking up Instagram, which can be very stressful and kind of anxiety inducing sometimes, I feel like just picking up your book and taking a moment for yourself, Mm -hmm. just being intentional about it instead of doing other things that are maybe easier, it might seem like.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. And so how do you find what books you want to read? You mentioned kind of reading blurbs. That's something I I have to skip, which I know I shouldn't. When I start books and I'm like, this is not actually that great. No, but
1: I've heard that's good to do though, because sometimes the blurb at the back can give away the whole story. It's
0: true. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished a thriller a few weeks ago and I felt like the title gave away one of the major Uh, plot points and it was so disappointing.
1: I hate that. I hate when that happens, especially for thrillers. I've tried to learn to read as little as I possibly can.
0: (laughs) So where do you find your inspiration or the stuff you want to read next? So I follow
1: a lot of Instagram accounts, honestly. Mm -hmm. So many of the people that I follow are also people that I communicate with, which is awesome, but so many of the girls will, or whoever, will just find new releases coming out for the month. And so I have a tally going on my phone of, oh, this is coming out this month. I really want to pick up that, or I want to see if I can find that at my local thrift store or whatever. So it's really just coming from reviews of people that I follow. It's all from Goodreads, all from Instagram. People post so much. I have a lot of books on my shelves, but just, I try to find all my inspiration from them, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's good too. Cause a lot of times I found if I have a book sitting on my shelf and it's been there a couple cycles of getting new books yeah. and I still haven't picked it up, like maybe I will get to it, but also maybe I won't. And that's, that's probably okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's something I was thinking about literally today. I was looking at my shelf and I just am overflowing at this point. I'm like, I've had some of these from before I even started. My Instagram or anything like that. And I'm like, it's time for them to be donated, probably, because I'm probably not going to get to them and I can always pick them back
0: up. Well, and so you mentioned following along. Are there people whose tastes really closely align with yours? So if they liked it, you will. Or are there people yeah. you follow who, like, if they didn't like it, you might? Or no, <laughs> you it's so
1: hard. Honestly, It's so crazy. There's definitely a few of some of the friends that I've made, we definitely have a lot of the same tastes, but you never know. So Mm -hmm. I really like when people post honest reviews and say, I really didn't like this, but here's why I didn't like it. And if I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like I would hate it that much. Like I've enjoyed some of those things or that doesn't bother me too much. I will still pick it up, but there's definitely a few, like there's Emily Booked Up is one of my favorites that I found like years and years ago who I've been following ever since before I even knew bookstagram was like a thing and she's just amazing she posts all about new releases coming out in July August but she also posts book to screen adaptations all the time Mm -hmm. which she has a huge like ongoing list and I consult that too and I'm like oh if that's gonna come out to Netflix or Hulu I'm probably gonna like it or I want to keep it on my radar so there's definitely a few but for the most part most of the book community agrees on like the core ones that are really good I feel
0: right and there's some very recurring themes and authors right now I've noticed yes
1: yeah, Emily Henry, Taylor Jenkins Reed, always yep. um Colleen Hoover. I feel like it's huge all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are there any authors that when their books come out, like you know? Yeah.
1: I definitely Taylor Jenkins read. I feel like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo got me back into reading last year. Mm. Like that, I don't know what it was about that book. And I know so many people love it, but I was like, oh my gosh, if I loved a book, I haven't loved a book like this much in so long. So I've been reading her backlist a little bit, but she has a new book coming out, I think in August Mm. called Carrie Soto is Back. And I'm so excited for, I'm going to pick it up like as soon as I can. Colleen Hoover, I really, it's a hit or a miss for me, but I will usually pick out her new releases when they come out because she's so popular. Emily Henry, I love. And then Riley Sager is a really good thriller author. I really mm-hmm. enjoy. So those are like my automatic purchases when they come out with something new.
0: And it's there's no better feeling than when your favorite author comes out with a book and you're like, chances yeah. are I'm really gonna love this.
1: Yeah. And when it sucks, you're like, no, you know, I don't know why? I have to but wait again. <laughs> yeah, I'll still buy it again. Don't worry. There's always a miss sometimes. And you mentioned
0: In originally being like, I'm gonna read 12 books in a year, which is great because one a month, especially when you're getting started, such a good. I think the first one I did was I was like you. I was like, I want to read 52 books in 52 weeks, was the first reading related goal I ever set. So do you still set?
1: Reading. I do still set. Yeah. I think 12, if you're starting out like 12 books is a perfect place to start because you might find you're going to bypass it, but if you don't great, like a book a month is really attainable for most people. I feel that this year I did set, I think 54 for some reason. So I think I did 52 last year. So I did 54 this year. (laughs) I'm at, yeah, exactly. I'm at like 35. So I think I'm going to bypass it again, but I think it's that thing of like, under promising and over delivering. So like, I know I can probably go above 54, but let's just make sure I can at least hit that and then see where we go from there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't stick to it too much. I don't worry about it.
0: And I've found too, if I set too high of a number that I want to hit, then I skip like longer books. Cause I'm like, I'm yes. sure I hit this. So I'll just read the shorter ones. And so if there's a little more wiggle totally. room, a bit more freedom, I think. I've been even caught recently
1: doing that. One of my friends has been recommending eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King to me mm. for like months and months. But it's almost a thousand pages, and I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, that's my whole book of. I feel like I'm going to read one book that month, and that's going to be it. But I do need to read it and not worry about the numbers as much.
0: <laughs> no, that was me when I read Lay Miz. I was like, I will give myself yes. an entire month. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You need to. Yeah. And I am curious, because you mentioned that there are some tropes that you like or Mm -hmm. literary tools and techniques. So are there some that you really love and that you will always read? Or are there some that you're like, nope, I will pass on that every time?
1: Ah, It's so tough. I feel, especially with romance, it can be, romance can be like a big hit or a big miss for me. I've gotten more into like rom-coms recently, Mm -hmm. but I've read a couple where It's like insta love, where they Mm -hmm. fall in love like immediately, and they there's no tension, there's no buildup, there's no slow burn. Like I love a slow burn. I want to feel tension. Like I want to have something to read for. Right when they. People instantly fall in love right at the beginning. I'm Mm -hmm. probably out on it. It's just, it doesn't seem like, why do I want to keep reading? You guys are good. (laughs) So probably something like that. And then I feel like a lot of thriller books, a lot of tropes get overdone. I think like Netflix did, what was that movie with Kristen Bell? Like the house across. Yes. Very like woman in the window, very... Tropy, like okay you're like a hermit in your apartment right and you witness a murder I feel like that's been done like a lot so, <laughs> so many times. I'm, I'm done with that
0: too and then I even heard after I watched it because I was like I don't know how I feel about this I watched yeah. it all in one day and then I read later somewhere that they were like it was actually meant to be just like a I know trope. and I was yes. like I didn't quite <laughs> get that vibe when I watched it but it was so. I know um, I
1: didn't watch it but I didn't realize it was just for that purpose until yeah. I had heard more about it too and I'm like I know I'm yeah. I <laughs>
0: No, I totally agree. And I feel like, especially lately, I've read a lot of thrillers this year and I feel like every main character is exactly the same. It's like the same person, 10 steps to the left.
1: I totally agree. Thriller, yeah, it's, read them now just to get me out of a slump, but I can't read them back to back, just- because I feel mm. like brain is now processing what's going to happen as I'm right. reading it. And I sometimes just want to go along for the ride, but you're so right. The characters tend to be very similar,
0: which yeah. can be tough. I know. I think I maybe have to take a break from thrillers because I've read too many. They're too similar now.
1: You're too like <laughs> much of a detective as you're reading. Exactly.
0: You're like, I can see exactly where this is going to go. Where The twists just don't feel that twisty. or Yes, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. It's always disappointing. It is. I do want to talk more about your bookstagram though. So it sounds like you observed them out in the world as you were coming back to reading. And then what was it that inspired you to start your own?
1: So... I have this like weird past with social media. So I had a YouTube channel back in high school and Mm -hmm. like early college that was more like beauty related. So makeup, hair, it was very early days of YouTube before it got like crazy. I graduated in 2013 from high school, so no one was really doing it yet. And so I always had this past of social media, like, oh, I really enjoyed that when I did it back in the day. And I've, like I said, I've always loved reading. And I think even back then I probably did a couple of videos on like summer reads for young adults or something. Mm -hmm. So When I started reading again and then following Emily Booked Up and a few others, I was like, I could probably get into this. I love how books, I love how the book pictures look. So aesthetic. So so let me just give it a try. And so I started, I think, May of 2021 and it just continued from there. And it's never felt like a job for me. It's just been very, I just try to keep it like very much so a hobby and just keep it fun as much as possible.
0: Yeah. And your feed is beautiful. You have so many great different ideas and like every picture is different. And I'm always like, Oh, that's such a unique idea or way to put that. (laughs) Yeah. So you have a great bookstagram. Thank you. And you mentioned connecting with other readers, it sounds like, and other Mm -hmm. people on bookstagram. So can you tell us a bit more about that community, what that's like?
1: Yeah. The community is probably the reason why I've stayed. It's so amazing. Like ever since I posted my first picture on there, everyone was just so welcoming. Welcome to the community. So happy to have you reaching out for book recommendations or books I should be checking out. It's been literally from day one, everyone mm-hmm. has been so awesome and not like in a weird follow for follow or anything like that right. type of way. They've been really genuine and forming mm-hmm. genuine friendships. So the community, if you're even ever thinking anyone, if you're like thinking about joining or just even posting a review, totally. Totally do it because you meet so many cool friends. You can find people who in your daily life might not enjoy reading. They're all on this app. So if you need someone to talk to about books, like anyone is willing to chat about a favorite book or something you think missed the mark, everyone that I've ever encountered has been so genuine and welcoming. So it's been
0: awesome. Mm -hmm. And what is it you love most about reading? I know it's so hard. I think
1: it's like an escape a little Mm -hmm. bit. Just of life can get so stressful and with work and being on social media all the time I think that reading can provide a really nice escape for people and Mm -hmm. myself included just it really helps me like zone out anything else that's going on in my life any worry goes away because you become so deep within the characters and the plot and you feel like you're a part of it sometimes so I think it's just a really great escape um And it inspires me to do a little bit of writing on my own. It makes me feel Mm -hmm. creative sometimes when I read. So I just really, that's probably my favorite part.
0: Mm, That's great. And what suggestions do you have? You mentioned a couple, but do you have any other suggestions for people who want to read more or read more regularly?
1: Yeah. So I think. Setting those goals for yourself, I think is important. I'd love to read a, one book this month, just set it you know, really low to start just one book, maybe 20 pages a day, 30 minutes of reading, however long that takes you just setting like small goals like that, I think can really help. That's how I started with the 12 books a year. So I think that can be helpful. And then yeah, setting those intentional shifts. So instead of in the middle of a your day, picking up your phone, pick up your book. And I think if you're struggling, like with what books to choose, I think just getting on Instagram in general and scrolling, just look up hashtags for like book reviews and go on even book talk. There's so many different TikToks. It's really kind of like taking over. There's so many recommendations and stuff out there. So just try to find and just read for yourself. And if you don't like the sounds of a book that is like really popular right now, you don't have to read it. So just read for your personal interests and what interests you
0: hmm I have to ask, do you stop reading books you don't like anymore? So I struggle with this too.
1: I do. Recently, I've done it more. In the past, I've been like, no, I just have to get mm-hmm. through. But I would say I try to give it a hundred pages depending on the length, but I try to get a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really like not wanting to pick it back up, if I find myself dreading reading it, then I'll probably put it down and just, I won't give it away or I won't. Say no forever. It might be for a different time. Maybe I'll try again in a few months, but I I, sometimes you just have to stop if you're not vibing with it.
0: Yeah, I finally reached that point too because for years I would force myself to finish anything I started. And my reading goal this year was to read books I like more. And so part of that for me has been to stop reading the books I'm not actually enjoying. And it has made such a difference.
1: It does. Like reading should just be for pleasure. Like it should just be for your enjoyment. So if you're not enjoying something, you can totally put it down. It's been hard though. I feel, It's like Sin. my type A personality. <laughs> no, I have to finish it, but you don't, <laughs> you totally don't have to.
0: And when you're starting though, that's the key. Cause if you're not going to enjoy the book you're reading, you're not going to want to read and you're not going to make time right. to read. So yes. that's the key. Even if it's like some romance book that you feel like you don't want to show people the cover of, like yeah. <laughs> if that's, <laughs> that's what, okay. Yeah. If reading is what you want to do and that's going to help you read, then at least start there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like totally read whatever you want. No judgment at all.
0: Okay. I want to dive into the resolution round. So we're going to talk about goals more generally, and they may come back to reading. They may not, but yes, that's okay. So do you set goals and resolutions in other areas of your life? And if so, what's that like for you?
1: Yeah. So I think I've started again, like doing vision boards Mm -hmm. in the new year. I try to do a vision board once a year. I know those are, I don't know if they're, are they going away? Is that still a cool thing to do? People don't talk
0: about them as much. I know. I think they're
1: cool. I still do it. I still go on Pinterest and pick out pictures of like home stuff that I would love. So I do that probably once a year refresh, like what I want my year to look like, but I do it in a more general sense. I have a couple of goals this year. I like, I'm running a 10 K in August. Mm, So I think for me this year, it was like getting healthy in like a healthy way. Cause I think in the past it had been more like, okay, I just need to hit this goal, hit this number on a scale or something. So a bigger goal has been just to be healthy and like just to be healthy for my body. So I think for me, goal setting has been more allowed myself some grace, I think just to not have to be perfect with what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but just still have that end goal in mind, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually think vision boards, are more helpful with stuff like that. When you're like, it's about the feeling or the expression of this value in my life, because you can, really curate a vision board to capture that or to evoke that feeling in you. And since that's what you're trying to cultivate anyway, it's really helpful to that end, I think.
1: Yeah, that's totally true. I feel like for me, goal setting is really just about the feeling and how I want to feel when I reach those goals as opposed to just like a set number or whatever that might
0: be. Exactly. Because you can, I don't know, put a t-shirt for a 10K on your vision board, but it's not quite the same. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's so true. May not evoke that healthy feeling. Yes, very true. So what is the biggest goal or resolution that you've set and completed? That
1: is another one. So I think that honestly, the goals that I'm setting or I've set in the past like year and a half that I'm still currently working on are mm. probably the biggest that I've set. So getting healthy in a healthy way, like I just said, has been huge for me yeah. and it's still something I'm working on. But I think that paying off credit card debt is something that I'm dealing with right now, or just getting better with money. And it's definitely hit the goals for last year that I wanted to, but I think this year it's still ongoing. And I think that is with a lot of my goals. So I can accomplish like small little milestones as a part of my bigger goal, but I'm definitely still working on getting better with saving, paying off debts from my early twenties, and then running this 10K and just getting healthy for myself. So those are probably my biggest ones that I've set in a while that I'm still working on.
0: Yeah. And those are great too, because they're not ones you're ever like maybe finish, like you're never going to be so healthy. You never have to think about being healthy again, or your finances are going to get to the point where you just ignore them for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think reading is the same way. It's about establishing the habit or the routines or the rhythms and getting that feeling in your life that you want to from those things.
1: Yeah. And I think that I have taken goals in the past to be very literal. Okay. I need to hit 2000 followers or something. Just, it just doesn't. And when you hit it, you're like, okay, but what's next? So I think for me, it's like having a long-term goal, but then having little milestones for myself along the way. And like you said, having it evoke those feelings, I think is really important for me in my goal setting.
0: Well, and speaking of followers, you just hit 10,000, right? I did. Yes. Uh, That was crazy.
1: Thank you. That was crazy. I did not expect that so quickly. So that was really That's amazing.
0: And then every week on the podcast, we encourage listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners resolve to do?
1: So aside from reading, like we've talked about, I think I thought about this a little bit and I I think make your younger self proud is something Mm. that I've been thinking about recently with my intentions, thinking about who I wanted to be when I was 27 or thinking about like how I wanted my life to look. I've been seeing a little bit on TikTok when you talk bad about yourself or you have these negative Mm. thoughts, like you're also speaking to your five-year-old self, you're speaking to your 12-year-old self. So maybe resolve just to be kinder to yourself and think about how you want it to be when you were younger. And if you're hitting those goals or if you're making yourself proud.
0: Mm, I love that on so many levels, because when we think back to those little versions of ourselves who love to read, like how happy would they be that we're still reading now? And even with health, like healthfulness, knowing that they would just run across a field, but then when they were offered a popsicle, like they would be so excited about that too. Totally. It's It's so true. Yeah. It's all of it.
1: Yeah. It's totally a mindset, but it's like, not everything has to be. So I think as you get older into your twenties, everything is like very rigid and you have to be really like hard on yourself sometimes to you comparing yourself to others all the time, but just compare yourself to how you wanted to be when you were young. I think that's perfect.
0: Yeah. That's such a great standard to set for yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then we have some confetti questions. So these are just yes, for fun sure. so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Some of them are reading related, but what time do you get up? I get
1: up right around seven, unless I have an earlier workout class or something. Mm -hmm. I'm anywhere from six to seven. I do the best.
0: When do you do your best work? I
1: would say also in the morning. I usually tend to hit like that afternoon slump. I feel like a lot of people do, (laughs) two or three (laughs) o'clock. So I try to start work right at eight and then work through till lunch. I try to get as much done as I can then because I know I'm going to drift off a little bit later in the day.
0: Okay. Like that question, when do you do your best reading? Nighttime, So that's mm, a good okay. point.
1: So my best like actual nine to five work is definitely in the morning, but my reading is if I have an afternoon break, I'll do it then, but probably after dinner time, my okay. boyfriend and I, maybe he'll play a video game or I'll read for a little while. And then right before bed, I read a lot.
0: So just the resting, relaxing, creative time. Mm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's great. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Ooh,
1: so My boss, actually, when I started my job, gave me a piece of advice that I think maybe resonates a little bit with what we've been talking about. It was your definition of perfect is different than my definition of perfect. Mm. And I feel like that applies to so many different areas of life. But when you're creating something or like when you're doing anything, you might be striving for perfection of some kind. But even when you put it out into the world, that's not going to be perfect to someone else. So I've had to step back and be like, okay, so I'm submitting this piece of work. It's not perfect, but hopefully it's okay. But to someone else, that could be for them. So mm-hmm. I think just holding yourself to just grace and not perfection is the best thing that you can do.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And that's what we would do for our little five-year-old selves. Anyway, yeah, so.
1: exactly. <laughs> think about the five-year-old self. Yes.
0: <laughs> what do you do to rest other than reading? <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> so I'm a big... Bravo fan, like okay. Real Housewives. So reality TV is definitely like a guilty pleasure. So if I really just need to shut my brain off from a busy day, I'm going to be putting on something on Bravo and just disconnecting from mm-hmm. the world, involve myself in their drama, not anything going on right.
0: with me. Right. So how do you choose like in an evening mm-hmm. when it's reading or TV? Yeah. How do
1: you make that it's decision? It's so hard. I think it depends on if my boyfriend and I are going to do something together, if we're going to watch a movie together, that's perfect. Or if we're going to okay. go do something with our friends, I'll probably choose that over readings. I'm like an introverted extrovert, but I do enjoy spending time with him and my friends, obviously. But if like it's a quiet night and we're not doing much, I'll probably just choose to read instead of Bravo. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so helpful. I think because we do all have those different values of like where people fall and reading, especially yeah. one of our goals, but also Definitely. wanting to stay up to date on all our favorite TV shows. Exactly. It's all, it's all important. And there is yes. time for all of it, ultimately.
1: <laughs> there is, even just 30 minutes a day. That's what I tell myself too. If I can just get a couple pages in, I'll feel good.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, favorite beverage. Ooh, that depends on the day,
1: the time of the day. Okay. Um, like
0: morning and evening. Yes.
1: Yeah, so iced coffee. I'm definitely an iced coffee person. Yes. So I have to start my day with iced coffee throughout the day, water, seltzer, water. And then at night, if like for an alcoholic beverage, probably a glass of
0: wine is my favorite. Nice. Very sophisticated. Yeah.
1: <laughs> glass uh, of wine book is the best.
0: Yes. Favorite TV show
1: besides Real Housewives, Mad Men was like my favorite mm. scripted show. And I'm a big like character driven person in reading and in TV. So that was like the best character driven show ever. It's mm. like my favorite. I also love Parenthood. Those are both like really old, but those are my favorites still. Even but though classics. Watch, right. So I still say
0: those. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting back to books. So what book has had the greatest impact on your life? Oh my gosh.
1: So I think I said Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo not so much the book but just I think the impact it had on like my mm. reading it just inspired me to want to read so much more. I was like if I could have a more books that made me feel like I cried, I laughed, I was so just so into the story and I hadn't had a book like that maybe ever. Mm. So I think that impacted how I like treat my life. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have to read more. I have to do more." So I think that one had a big impact, but I read The Heart's Invisible Furies this year and that was, pro- it's probably my favorite book I've ever read. It was just so impactful. Like it was just a total sweeping historical fiction following the life of this young man from when he was born up until the end of his life. And it just made me think so much and the writing was just incredible. So mm-hmm. I think those two.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, and I have to ask you, cause you hinted at this earlier and I've found that the way I write books and then the books I choose to finish versus now not, mm-hmm. I found it's completely dependent on how excited I am to like, keep reading. Like yes. It's all about that pull into the story or not. Yep. Is it the same for you or do you kind of use it totally?
1: No, I think that's exactly how I okay. measure it too. I feel like even if a book on paper might sound like I'm going to love it, if I'm not excited to pick it back up, it's it sucks. I'm like, oh no, like this sounded like oh. it would be perfect for me, but it's not. And it's totally, I'm reading a young adult book right now that I didn't think I would really like, but I just want to read it constantly mm. right now. Like I could not put it down. So it really just depends on how excited you are to pick back up. I totally okay. agree.
0: Yeah. Cause there are sometimes books where I'm like, I don't really know what I like about this, but I can't stop reading it. Yeah. And then times <laughs> yeah. when I'm like, why am I not interested in this? But
1: just yeah. Just do not finish <laughs> it. It's totally fine.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm glad to see from another yes. reader who's as deep into it as I am that you the same, oh, metrics. Totally. same thing. Okay. And then what book are you currently reading? Oh yeah.
1: So I'm reading The Counselors by Jessica Goodman. So it is a young adult, but it's totally like Pretty Little Liars, mm-hmm. Riverdale. Like it's marketed for an older teenage girl, but I had seen so many people on Instagram recommend it. And it's set at a summer camp And I went to summer camp as a kid. And so I was like, I'm sold. I love books set on like a lake or a summer camp or anything like that. Perfect for the time of year. And it's awesome. It's like a murder mystery, a lot of like girl drama, very, Mm. like I said, pretty little liars. It's so much fun. Like I went to the lake yesterday and I had it all day and I just, I could not put it down. It was so much fun.
0: It sounds like a great summer read.
1: It is. It's great. Okay. I
0: love that. And then what is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? I would say that 10,000 followers
1: probably I was I yeah I was really shocked when that happened (laughs) like sometimes the growth like you hit a wall for a little while and you don't see many followers come and that's not why I'm posting on Instagram but it was really exciting so I was pretty proud of
0: that. Yeah. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Thank you. And then where can people go to find more information about you, what you're doing and all the books you're reading?
1: So Grace's Reading Nook is my Instagram and that's where I post everything. I don't have any other social media right now. So I post all the books I'm reading, anything I want to read, a little bit about my personal life too, but it's all on there.
0: Perfect. Grace, thank you so much for coming to share about yes. your reading and encouraging and inspiring everyone else to read more too, because you're right. There's no escape like it.
1: Yeah. No, totally. If you need less social media, a little bit of you time, it's the perfect thing to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Grace. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So whether or not you read a lot, (laughs) whether or not you read it all, and no matter what kind of genre it is that you prefer, whether fiction, nonfiction, or any of the subsets of either of those, I hope that you enjoyed today's interview, that you will take Grace's advice to consider your younger self. And like we talked about, I think that's something that's helpful in so many contexts, but it's also one that's helpful in the context of reading in terms of whether or not you used to like to read when you were a kid and what types of books you liked to read then. Some of the books that I've returned to over the years have been ones that I read and loved as a child. And unsurprisingly, many of those are ones that I still love today. I'm thinking of several right now that I would love to go reread. I've been inspired by this interview today. So I hope that you will consider your younger self and that you will crack open a book sometime soon. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.